Hey everyone, this is Chris and Sandy Benton with the Chris and Sandy Show. We get up close and personal with some amazing rising artists. And today we got kind of a double feature, pun intended. Um, <laughs> and the reason I'm saying that is our first guest today, we've got um, twin sisters and really cool. You just don't see that too often. And that's probably not, and that's not what makes them unique. They're unique in their own way, but still, that's cool. Um, and I think you're going to love them. So we got Jay Madison. Are y'all here? Hey. Yeah. Hey, Chris and Sandy. <laughs> hey. <laughs> Hi. Thanks How for are having us. We're oh, great. excited to have y'all on the show today. <clears throat> yeah, so, what's going on? so what's going on in y'all's neck of the woods right now? Um, well, not a lot <laughs> because Nashville's <laughs> kind of shut down. Um <laughs> like everything else. But. Right. But, you know, yeah. we've been writing, we've been doing a lot of uh, live streams, um, you know, just trying to stay creative as best we can and, mm. and, you know, just make, doing the best we can. <laughs> um, <laughs> recently, you know, we recently released um, our single down. So we've been mm-hmm. working with national entertainment weekly and, um, they're the ones who um, got us this interview, but yeah, they've been helping, you know, push that song, which has been great, you know, seeing the feedback. And we'll be playing that, that a little sure. bit later in the show. Oh, awesome. yes. <clears throat> so as we get started here, tell everybody a, l- a little bit about who you are, of course, where you're from, and a brief overview about you. So um, we are a twin duo from Southeast Texas. Um, we moved over to Nashville like six years ago, but we're Oh, wow. yeah. <laughs> um, and we do southern rock um, style, so um, got a lot of blues influence, rock, country um, mm-hmm. in there, and it's like that that country that you kind of miss on the radio. You know, it's it's um, yeah. Janis Joplin, it's mm-hmm. Willie Nelson, that outlaw country that's so home to Texas that we want to <laughs> bring back. Um, and we're excited about it. Like we just. You know, yeah, performing is one of our favorite things to do, and like we've been performing <laughs> together since we were like six years old, so it's it's not a new <laughs> oh, thing. Wow. Um, and yeah, we're we're fraternal, so if you see one of us somewhere, it's it's not the other one. <laughs> um, it's definitely, you know, we look we look complete opposite. One of us is blonde, one's brunette, so it's definitely yeah. a fun journey. We we get along. We're different in a lot of ways, but you know, the same in the ways that matter. Yeah. That's really cool. So as we really get started here, I always like to start with some light stuff. Um, tell us some hobbies y'all like to do for fun outside of music. Um, well, I do play, um, well, play playing piano is still musical, but I guess it's, it's kind of a hobby. I guess it's kind um, of a hobby, though. <laughs> yeah, because, like, I don't consider myself, like, a pianist pianist. I just use it to, like, write stuff and then, like, have fun. Uh-huh. Um, mm-hmm. So that's kind of my thing and then logic puzzles I'm kind of a nerd so I like to do those um and I like I've gotten recently quarantine has made me get into coloring which is really random but like it's super (laughs) calming for me like I'll just have like a podcast on in the background or something and just sit there Mm -hmm. and like color because it I don't know it just keeps me you know in the moment or whatever but um uh, yeah, but I, I mean, for my day job, I'm, I work with a um, management company, like helping other artists. So I get to be creative mm-hmm. that way too. Mm-hmm. Um, so oh, wow. I'm like helping with, you know, creating content for like, you know, release plans and all of that. So 
um, definitely really focusing on, you know, just being creative in as many ways as possible. And that's really smart, um, I think, and this, because, again, you want to make it as an artist, but if you're going to make money outside of it, always a blessing if you can find if you can find a way to still be in music to make money. Absolutely. Absolutely. I am so excited to be doing what I'm doing as my day job. And then Madison's also teaching during the day. She does music lessons. Yes. That works. That's still music. Right. I mean, it's definitely a goal of mine to like just teach and perform right now. I'm mm-hmm. a server as well. Mm-hmm. Um, but <laughs> I do like to teach voice lessons and songwriting, and that's, like, a, a big part of my heart as well. So. That is cool. So what's something awesome. quirky about y'all? Something quirky? Yeah. Okay. Um. <laughs> um, these, these are always interesting, to be honest with you. This, this question yes, they are. It's <laughs> always interesting. I guess, like, my go-to, like, quirky thing about me is that I am scared of frogs. Like, I really, I don't have a reason to be scared of frogs. I forgot about that. Like, it's, they're just jumpy, you know, and they're slimy. Yeah, I used to take advantage of that when we were little. I would, like, go, because, you know, we would live, we lived, like, in the woods. So, like, there was a bunch mm-hmm. of, you know, frogs and critters everywhere. Mm-hmm. So I would go, like, go get a frog and, like, Walk into the house and be like, hey Madison, I have something for you. <laughs> Throw them at me. Oh wow! Put it in my drawer. I know. I I was I was a little little devil, but uh-huh. oh well. I think you turned out okay. I did. I don't think you're you're too scarred. <laughs> <laughs> well, what's the quirky thing about you, Jordan? I have no idea. I truly, I think that my whole being is just quirky. Oh yeah. I think my existence. Day to day, moment to moment. You know, I I, I was about to add that. I I was like, if you can't think of anything, it's probably you yourself. Exactly. (laughs) I think I just came to that realization. So, at what age did y'all both know that this is what you want to do with your life? Senior year in high school, I think. At least it was for me. Yeah, I mean, it was kind of like a. Was there a moment? Where you were like, wow, this this can work. I don't think it was ever a specific moment. It was just kind of a mm-hmm. bunch of moments that led up to a realization, like, over time mm-hmm. that we could really do this professionally because we grew up doing, um, you know, we were in choir and we were in musical theater productions for years and years and just, you know, constantly just into all of that, just being on stage yeah. and connecting with audiences. Mm-hmm. So when we finally got to our senior year in high school, we realized, we didn't really want to go down the path of, um, you know, teaching choirs. And we also didn't really want to go down the path of being on Broadway. So we were like, okay, what's something in the middle? Um, And we also realized we wanted to write our own stuff. So that's, Mm -hmm. you know, what brought us to Nashville. Well, yeah. And Jordan has always been like my, my brave, like force. And like, I mean, I I just, I kind of doubt things sometimes. And like, I mm-hmm. take a while to take action. Like I'm mm-hmm. a real big thinker. And yeah. so she's like action. And I'm like kind of in my head sometimes. So like senior year in high school, uh, you know, when we had to decide to go to college, I was like, oh yeah. Okay. Let's, let's go to college together and do music or whatever. But I think I had a moment like Mm-hmm. sophomore year in college where I was performing and like I cried during the song because it was just mm-hmm. it, I felt it so deeply 
And mm-hmm. that connection between me and the audience, I was like, you know, I can't live without this. Like, I literally, yeah. like, I, like for a while, I was just like, <laughs> I wasn't sure if it was something that I could really make money. I was like, but it doesn't even matter. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. if I can make money at it as long as I can do it, you know, yeah. for the rest of my life. Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, we get exactly what you all are saying. Because <clears throat> we actually originally launched New Country Buzz back in 2014. And we ran it about a year. And things were really growing and we we even got to interview Kelsey Ballerini before everybody pretty much knew who she was. So we still think that's pretty that's amazing. Uh, <laughs> and and but in two, but the end of 2015, it was just become such a struggle. It just seemed like it was going nowhere. Um, there were other issues that I had at that time, and I, we just decided to shut it down. <clears throat> and it was already in me. It was like in me. I mean, I, it was like a piece of me left. Right. And and because. I tried to push it away completely. I even let go of the domain New Country Buzz. I mean, I just I did not renew the oh domain God. or anything. And what's mm-hmm. funny was about every six months, I would go to GoDaddy. And they should have told me something, but I'd go to GoDaddy <laughs> and no, nobody's bought New Country Buzz yet. And then six months later, <laughs> nope, nobody's bought New Country Buzz. Three years in, by the end of 2018, I told Sandy – Nobody's still not bought New Country Buzz, and I think we need – I think we're supposed to do this. I just feel like we're supposed right. to do this, and, and, and I think we need to relaunch and finish what we started. And she was like, let's do it. Absolutely. So that, so that was the end of 2018, and we kind of built the foundation for New Country mm-hmm. Buzz in 2019. I mean, we got over 200 artist profiles in the website. We've got 400 artist news pages within the site, so it's really grown. In the end of last year, right. this this show was not even on our radar, to be honest. But we just thought, you know what? What's the next level we need to do? And we thought, oh, we'll create a show. And Sandy was like, well, what what would we call it? The Chris and Sandy show. And she's like, would people really listen? Nobody knows who we are. She was concerned about the name because mm-hmm. I think she felt – Maybe it was like attached to New Country Buzz. It could work because New Country Buzz was getting popular and all that. But I was yeah. like, you know, it worked for Ty Bentley. It worked for um, Bobby Bones. It worked, you know. And most of the big shows out there, it's the show name is tied to their name. So it's like, well, right. if we're gonna be, if we want to be big, because if I'm gonna do it, I'm all in. <laughs> you know, there's right. no sense going halfway in on anything. So, right, and there's no uh, sense in being discouraged right at the beginning yep. because, you know, everybody starts with one follower. Yep. <laughs> That's so, true, yeah. <laughs> and, and usually, and usually it's dad. your family. Yep. Yeah. yeah. Yep. <laughs> but that's kind of where we come. And, 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 you know, and because we left this, I think our drive is even more because we, we know what it's like to go without this now. So oh my gosh! At, yes. at, yeah. At this point in y'all's careers, what drives y'all? I think what drives us is is partially exactly what you just said, which is we know what it's like to be without it in some sense, um, because mm-hmm. of just different phases we've been through mm-hmm. in life, where you know we've had to focus on paying the bills, or we've had to focus on you know school or whatever, where we weren't really putting this towards the forefront. And we weren't mm-hmm. fulfilled. You know, something was missing. 
And it's just something that's always been in us that we've, that we just can't seem to get rid of, you know, like it's just. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, like the past two years specifically for me, it's been like a really mm-hmm. big turning point. Yeah. Like, because mm-hmm. I, I was just working like nine to five jobs and I just, mm-hmm. my whole life was my work, you know, and it didn't even yeah. matter that it wasn't like really that much of a passion for me. It's like, but there was mm-hmm. always something in the back of my head, like, of dissatisfaction because yeah. I couldn't be creative. Yeah. I couldn't like mm-hmm. do what I wanted to do and I didn't feel free. I felt like I was boxed in into an office. Yeah. And so like once I decided to leave that, then I went like all in with Jordan and was like, you know, yeah. we're going to do this. Like, and we're going to, I mean, of course that's when quarantine happens, but like before that, but like, I, but I, we just kind of came to the realization, you know, I feel like right after college graduation is a time where um, it's like, it's like do or don't, you know, it's, it's like you're yeah. either going to do it or, or you're going to get on another path and just life's going to happen and you're, you know, time's going to pass and you're going to wake up one day and be like, what happened? So, um, you know, it was, we were kind of going on road, you know, we were like stuck in dead end jobs. We were not mm-hmm. really creating anything. Um, and it just got to the point where it was like, okay, like, are we really going to do this? Like we came to Nashville for a reason, you know, we got degrees mm-hmm. and, commercial music um with the music business emphasis so like we've we've gotten Mm -hmm. like the classroom training but like are we actually going to implement this in real life yeah and um you know it just kind Mm -hmm. of where the rubber hit the road like that's exactly how I would explain it and eventually you know we just had to do it (laughs) and had to make that and you know that when you look when you um, I remember Carrie Underwood's story that before she went on Idol the, if I'm not, and I could be wrong about the career, but I'm pretty sure that she was going to nursing school, if I remember correctly. I think it was journalism. And, or, yeah. Oh, my yeah. One of the schools, I'm wrong. Okay, all y'all agree. Okay. Uh, okay, journalism. <laughs> good to know. I, don't know. I, will, I, don't I will definitely, that, whatever it was, whatever it was, I remember hearing her talk about, she said that um, she wasn't even wanting to go on idol. But yeah. she was talked into it. They signed her up anyway. And she said, okay, this is last. She goes, if this does not work, I'm going the other direction. Right. And, 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 just, and when you think about that one decision, could have changed right. your life either way. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And now we got and then we got Carrie Underwood. You know, I mean, who would have thought? Now, I say who would have thought. But I do remember Simon Cowell when he, when when they were when they um, had her come up for her audition. I remember him telling her when we'll, that he he told her he said he says I believe you'll win this, and I be, <laughs> and you and, if, and and he said and he said if you win this, you will outsell every artist we've ever had combined. Oof, wow, that's crazy. And I that's think I exactly that well. what. Yeah. <laughs> That's what happened. He was right. Yeah. He just has, like, a talent for that. Like, he just can point out. Oh, my gosh. And that's something, too, that we've realized is, like, you know, the time's going to pass anyway. Right. So it's, like, either send it, you know, like, in in 10 years, we're going to be 33 Mm -hmm. regardless of if, you know, we actually go after this. So we might as well go after it. <laughs> right. <laughs> like this is yeah. Yeah, we're, yeah. We're chasing this crazy music business um, at a little older age. Cause I'm 48. So 
right now. Yeah, I'm hey, 43. And... <laughs> That's right. And it's funny. And it's funny. All my all all of um our friends they got kids in college, and we've got an eight year old and a one year old. <laughs> I love but they'll that. keep us young, hopefully. <laughs> Well, everybody's very different, so I love that. Yeah, yep. that's true. Mm-hmm. But we've been married 17 years, so we've got foundation there. We have. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Love that. <laughs> so um, as you look back at your career so far, what's been some of the most rewarding point, points in there where you, look, where you look back and you're like, wow, I got to do that? Hmm. Um. I guess I would have to say, you know, our first single that we released, um, Soul of Texas, we wanted to um, dedicate it to Texas because of uh, Hurricane Harvey. Um, And so we were able to put together a video for that um, and honor them. Um, And Mm -hmm. and we were really happy to be part of of that effort um, because I think it brought peace um, and comfort during a really hard time. So, like, honestly, our, our hometown was really in shambles. I mean, yeah, deeply affected. Um, like, our, our street that we grew up on was a river. Mm-hmm. You know, like, there were just pictures yeah. of it, mm-hmm. um, like, mailboxes underwater. Um, and honestly, now, like, my, my grandparents are still living with my parents because their house is taken from the hurricane. Mm. Wow. So, um, that was a deep like honor for us in our career to be able to do that for our hometown mm-hmm. and you know for the whole of Texas. Yeah, and we and it was great seeing the feedback about that and seeing all the people who um, were reaching out and saying, "Wow, this is exactly how I feel." You know, it's like an anthem for how strong Texans are. And um, we ended up getting you know like a feature in in the Houston Chronicle, which was really cool. Um, so it was just a really neat time. You know, at that point we were still in college and, um, it just felt odd being away from home during such a monumental, Mm -hmm. you know, event. And we felt, um, a little bit guilty, you know, being away from family during that time. And, um, yeah, so that's, that's what encouraged us to write it. Um, I ended up writing the lyrics, just sitting in, uh, my music history class, (laughs) Um, you know, just doodling or whatever, and then we came back to our apartment and ended up writing it, and the rest is history. But that kind of um, started the whole um, aspect of us really releasing original music. Mm-hmm. Wow. <laughs> Any other moments that really strike out? I would, oh, also, yeah, a few months ago, I think it was, was it early March? Um, we had our first um, interview on on the radio. Um, so, yeah. which which was it? I can't remember the name. Wait, what? <laughs> when we had our first interview on the radio. Oh, um, it was in it was in Tennessee, though. I mean, it was, I know. I, don't know why I cannot remember the name. I feel so bad right now. <laughs> Um, but anyways, we have a whole like YouTube video on it because we recorded the video and we, um, yeah, it was a really great experience because that was our first time. We were so nervous. It was in person, so we, you know, went into the studio and sat down and they asked us all these, or he asked us all these questions and and all of that. So um, it was definitely a really cool experience being able to hear us hear ourselves oh, wow. back on the radio. And the past few months, you know, we've we've been able to hear ourselves on the radio. Um, our Spotify numbers have jumped from like nine listeners a month to 
um, I think 2000 at this point. So it's been really great just to see the growth. I mean, it's it's Mm -hmm. been awesome and it's just um, been encouraging. Yeah. And I mean, I like to think that probably more of our monumental moments um, are coming up, you know, (laughs) like, right. We're very, still very early in our career. So like the things that really mean a lot to us are, you know, small in comparison to like Carrie Underwood or whatever, but um, <laughs> it, they mean a lot to us. I mean, yeah. we did have like one of, one of those moments was like we did a live show at the Cobra with a few friends, um, mm-hmm. Lana Boy Jack, and, and the place was full. Aleo, it was amazing. Oh, wow. <laughs> and it was full, and it was like, and you know, when you're new to this, you're so used to playing to an empty room almost because like people just yeah. don't know who you are, and so it mm-hmm. takes a while to to build enough of an audience that come out to your shows. But that was really encouraging to see just like a full room of faces like jumping up and down to the music and and feeling it, you know. And side note, but, I remember the name uh, of that radio station. It was WLCT. Oh, yeah. WLCT, um, yeah, in, in um, Tennessee. So that was a great, great time. <laughs> that is really cool. It's always, at this point, I always like to flip the script where we go the other way. Because, you know, I think a lot of times when fans hear interviews, they hear all the highs. But they don't really hear the right. other side of it. And and something I like to bring out of artists is the other side of the struggles, the sacrifices that you have to make. And this is where I wanted to go. I'm going to tell a little story that helped lead us into where I want this to go. Um, back in 2014, <laughs> we interviewed Alice and Steele from Two Steel Girls when they were full-time with music at that time. And one of the questions I asked her was what advice would she give an upcoming artist? And she said, this is going to sound funny coming from someone full-time. She goes, but if your heart will allow you to do anything outside of music, go do that and keep music as just a hobby. Because she said the sacrifices we have to make, she said, once you, whether it's full-time or you're trying to make it a career, once you flip that switch, even though it's still your passion, it also is your job. And she said that changes everything because – you have to sacrifice. Your family has to sacrifice. You go through so much rejection. She goes, you could have the worst mm-hmm. day ever today. And if you've got a gig tonight, you've got to be there and smile like, it's, like there's no tomorrow. But yeah. if your heart won't allow you to do anything outside of music, then go all in because the only way those sacrifices become worth it. What do you think of what she said? And let's go there a little bit. I 100% agree with that. And um, – as somebody who has experienced, like I said earlier, the opposite of not following your heart and being stuck mm-hmm. in a dead end job and just and just thinking every single day, what if, what if, what if? I would rather, you know, look back on my life and say and say, you know what? At least I gave it a shot. I might regret yep. a few things, but at least I don't regret not trying. And that yeah. is the biggest thing for both of us, I think, is is the regret of not trying. You know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, and. and for stuff like this, you you almost have to be addicted to it. You know, you have to, like, <laughs> when you perform, you have to feel that energy to the audience. Like, it has to be what you feed off of. Because, like, when I was in my 9-to-5 job, like, it was always in the back of my head. Like, I think really, and, I mean, I'm, I'm a believer myself, so, like, mm-hmm. I felt like it was God's will kind of, like, leading me towards performing because I was running away from it yeah. mean, in a lot of ways. Like, I just... Like, I'm not good enough. I'm not going to, like, 
be able to do this. Like, there's so many people in this town, you know, that are just as talented or more talented than me. And it was like, but the more I said that to myself in my head, like, the more I felt that pressure on my spirit, on my heart to leave and to Mm -hmm. try. Because, like, it just. Because, you know, everybody has that unique perspective. Everybody has something um, unique to say to the world. And, like, even if, you know, there's somebody out there with a better voice or a better songwriting ability or whatever, they still don't – they're still not you. And that's what, you know, makes this path so great is, you know, I love looking um, at our career and music as not, you know – a career of comparison, but a career of yeah. collaboration and, mm-hmm. and inspiration from the people around love us. That. Um, and that's really been such a huge encouragement, just being in Nashville and being surrounded by so many amazing songwriters and so many, um, you know, down to earth people who have the same dream. It's yeah. actually mm-hmm. encouraging. It's not, it's, it's more encouraging than intimidating if you look at it with, with that lens. Yeah. And, you know, when you're talking about the the passion and all that, I was, you know, and the what ifs and all that, and didn't want to be miserable. I've got a story that actually um, exemplifies that. Um, I've got friends of mine that are, say, 10, 15 years in their career. And I always like to tell this story in every episode because I, I want people to hear this clearly. Um, but I've got friends of mine that are 10, 15 years in their career, and they're miserable. And I'm not saying everybody is that I'm just saying there are right. uh, there are people I know that are miserable, and you sit down with them and and you're like, well, what do you? I mean, you've got this great lifestyle, you got this great um, family, you got this great career, and some of them will stop you and say the career is the problem. I'm like, what do you mean it's the problem? You know, you been you went four, mm-hmm. six, eight years, whatever it was, to get to to do what you're doing now, and you're like at the top. I mean, some of them are like at the top of their career. And they're yeah. like, but this is not what I wanted. My parents pushed me where money was. My friends pushed oh, me man. where money was. My guidance counselor pushed me where money was. And mm-hmm. so I didn't listen to the passion because they, they all said, oh, that would never make you money. You have to go where money is. Right. And, and now they're like destroying their life because they're miserable, yeah. all because they were in this mass for 20 years of their life. Yeah. I saw a, a quote, actually, I think it was yesterday or the day before, but it said something along the lines of, you know, you shouldn't be chasing money. You should be chasing passion because when you chase your passion, everything else flows from that. You know, eventually mm-hmm. you'll, you'll get to success. You'll get to money. It might be harder at first, um, but at least, like, you know, your soul's not going to die because of it. Yeah. Right. Like, you might not have a lot of money to, like, extra money to spend, but, like, your spirit's mm-hmm. alive, you know. Like, yeah. you might not have health insurance for a little <laughs> bit, but, you know, you're healthier inside. You know, if, you, if you're holding all of that, like, resentment and sadness inside, like, doing something that you don't want to do, that's going to take a toll on your health, you yeah. know. And, yeah. And then – yeah, I mean, and you might have health insurance and take care of it, but, like, it's it's just, it's not worth it, I guess. Like, you just have to go after the passion first. Yeah, yeah I think it's just, it depends on what you want to sacrifice in life. You know, some people want to sacrifice stability, and other people, mm-hmm. you know, want to sacrifice other things. And it's just, mm-hmm. it's about, you know, whatever path is right for you. Yep. That's like for us, um, for 17 years of marriage, you know, most people when they marry, 
they sacrifice time for stuff. For stuff. Mm-hmm. We, on the other mm-hmm. hand, do the other way around. We sacrifice stuff because we've been a 24-7 couple since the day we married. Now, most people think we're crazy, but it's, that's <laughs> normal to us. You know, <laughs> so mm-hmm. and I gave up things where if, if anything would split us, I wouldn't do it. So I've, I've given up money things and financial things and financial gains. Oh, yeah, we so both we have. Stay, mm-hmm. So that we could stay this 24-7 couple that we've always been. And, and we don't preach that people should do that. That's just how we want to live our marriage. You know, I married, right. I married her to be with her, not apart 60 hours a week. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. And, yeah, and, and, yeah, and that's like the stuff and, you're going to remember, you know, when you're yep. in your old age, right? Oh yeah, absolutely. Like before, like before COVID, we would we would take day trips down to Jacksonville because we live in Savannah, Georgia, so two hours away. Sometimes we go to Jacksonville, sometimes Charleston, for the day. Just go for about two or three times a month. Shoot down Mm -hmm. to Jacksonville, shoot down, and them are some of the most memories that not only we made but our eight-year-old. That's the memories he remembers, all the experiences, not the stuff that you buy, but the experiences we've created for him. Yes, yeah, absolutely. Kids don't need money, you know, to be happy. They just need love and experiences. That's right. Yeah, yeah. Because if somebody tried to give me a Lamborghini, I'd probably sell it and then go travel. <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh! Yeah, memories. Like memories matter more to me than yeah, like material stuff. That's awesome. <clears throat> yeah, and, and you know what's funny about the memories? It about killed me because. Um, I was locked out of my Facebook personal account for two months. So I started sharing oh, yeah. um, Sandy's account for a little while, and I wasn't sure if I was ever going to get back in. And, and I was frustrated because <laughs> I got all those memories. Because every day I always like to go through the memories of that day. and But I didn't have those no more because it was gone. <laughs> I finally got back in the account, I guess, a few weeks ago. And it's been so awesome to be able to do that again, to go back. Like even today, I was showing Sandy, look, last year on today, we was in Jacksonville. The year before that, look, we was in Charleston on this day. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, those are cool to look back on. And, and you know, yeah, that's, what, that's really what it's about, the experiences in life. And, and, and you know what, if, if you have enough money to have experiences and have material things, then that's great. But if you can only right, do right. one, if you can only do one, do experiences. Yeah, 100%. And definitely that's all we can do right now. <laughs> <laughs> we're going to so start been... a little a little uh, jar where we're going to save up for a Europe trip someday. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Good idea. So as we um, – we're about to take a real quick commercial break, and then we're going to um, play your song down, and we're going to talk about it. How's that sound? Sounds great. So hang on the line. Hey everyone, we have partnered with another great podcast called the Sports Guys Podcast. You can find them over at thesportsguyspodcast.com. The Sports Guys Podcast is a sports and country music podcast hosted by Brandon, Nick, and Andy. They cover sports on a state, regional, and national level with many of the biggest names in the sports industry. The Sports Guys also host a Backstage Pass music segment where they go behind the scenes and talk with some of the biggest artists in country music, everything from Texas country, Americana, as well as Nashville artists. 
The Backstage Pass provides a more in-depth look at the musicians' rise in music as they talk about their career and tell stories about their music to share with their fans. Many of the same guests will be appearing on our show as well. Again, you can find them over at thesportsguyspodcast.com. It's a grand slam of sports and music. Please go over and check them out. from where we're from, which is Southeast Texas. Um, Mm -hmm. We 
you know, really wanted to encompass the feeling of, of home and encompass the feeling of um, just being grounded. And, you know, being in Nashville is amazing, but, like, sometimes you just get homesick and you're like, okay, I'm tired of being in my head. I'm tired of um, of feeling like, you know, missing home. So it's really great to kind of bring yourself back down to earth and bring yourself back down to the things that matter most. Um, and that's really what the song is about. And it's done in a fun way. It's not done in like a super serious or profound way. It's right. just kind of like, you know, <laughs> trying to um, bring you back to that feeling of like being on the front porch with your, with your family and, and eating gumbo mm-hmm. or, or listening to <laughs> old country music, like with, that kind of with stuff. With your mama and them. <laughs> yeah, with your mama and them. Um, so, you know, um, it's it's been a journey, like just even um, getting to the point of, creating music that has this sound you know when we first moved here we were like we are not country we're that's not who we are at all like we're gonna do soul pop or we're gonna do soul and r&d stuff because like we do have some soul soulful influences and we do love singing in a soulful way but i think the longer we were here we were like actually like we spent 18 years in southeast texas like it's built in that it's it's built into our core and (laughs) even though we don't have (laughs) Right, and even though we don't have, like, a twang, like, we still have, like, a southern draw, and we've got, like, that southern attitude, and it's just right. part of, of who we are. <laughs> That's pretty <laughs> cool. Um, so who's been some of your musical influences? Um, so I always say Willie Nelson. Um, he's a big one. Um, Janis Joplin. Bonnie Raitt. Um, yeah, Bonnie yeah. Raitt. Um, uh, man, um, the Eagles or a big one 80s rock in general was like a, a really big influence yeah that was playing in the backdrop of our childhood yeah because our parents always were playing 80s uh, rock yes. um and let's see stevie nicks was a big one um well she is still an influence yeah i could name i can keep naming them off but <laughs> those are some big ones <laughs> is there any influence that's influenced you that would surprise people Hmm. Probably who are maybe Michael Jackson. Yeah, like Madison loves my, she like whenever we sit down and like at a piano and try to write stuff, um, she'll tend to like move towards like funky stuff more than uh-huh. I do. Like I'm more kind of bluesy, and she wants to go towards like the the funky like. Yeah, because I love I love how he like spits out the words, you know, and like he's very uh-huh. like passionate about it, and that's and. That's what I like about country music, too, is because, like, everything you say is, like, really strong. Everything you say mm-hmm. is, like, super emphatic. Like, there's nothing that goes under the radar. Because, yeah, you're telling a story. And I think Michael Jackson had a really uh, huge talent for that. Like, you were just engaged the whole time. And he always, like, re-energized every line that he sang. So, yeah, that's, like, an influence <laughs> that probably would surprise people. Yeah, like, his sense of rhythm inspires you for sure. Yes. Yeah, Michael Jackson's was was my very favorite bolt. I love that. Yes. Uh, me too. That that was my first cassette tape too, and we found that out. And of course, maybe years <laughs> later, and we each had that first oh, cassette. That's amazing. <laughs> I love that. <clears throat> so, what's how's the dynamic with y'all as a as a duo? Um, do y'all ever bump heads, and how do you work through that when y'all do? <laughs> oh no, we get along twenty four seven, Chris. <laughs> we never butt heads. <laughs> oh man. Um, 
You know, I I absolutely love working with my twin sister. Like because there's there's no um there's honesty. There's honesty. Like there's no yeah. yeah like if if, yeah, no if we're creating something and I'm like, okay, this sounds horrible. I can just tell her that and not really feel awkward about it. It's just kind of like, okay, we know we can <laughs> mm-hmm. do better. Right. Um, and it, it just takes out some of the awkwardness of having mm-hmm. to be, I guess, polite for lack yeah. of a better word. <laughs> <laughs> we each other better that way. Like it's it's kind of like also being roommates with your sister. Like you, you can see like dirty dishes and you're like, um, go do that instead of like, you're like, you know, it's been a while since you've done dishes. And it's, yeah, there's no passive aggressiveness. It's just straight up honesty, and I think that's how um, we create some of the best stuff that we do. Because we're just like, okay, we can do better than that. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, we definitely both have mm-hmm. sometimes. But for the most part, yeah. we get along really well. And then our dynamic on stage is like really complimentary of like each other. Like I'll, I'm kind mm-hmm. of the warm southern voice, like honey, and she's got that grit going on, like <laughs> kind of just mm-hmm, a little. Um, <laughs> scratched on top like that rasp yeah so uh together we're just you know a great team team. you're you're better together yes exactly yes (laughs) because you know what made me think of that is um sandy and i are writing a marriage book called broken together because a lot of married people when they first marry they're both broken just at different levels they just don't realize it um and because they're broken from their past um so each chapter is going to be like broken past, broken childhood, broke, and then we're going to end the book with a chapter called Better Together. Because even though you yes. went through all this brokenness, you're still better together. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, and like we find that, I mean, my strength is her weakness, and then my weakness <laughs> is her strength. You know, like we we make up for it. Yeah, for it. We like <laughs> hold each other up in those. Mm-hmm. Um, in those moments, um, and it's mm-hmm. I don't know, like and makes I, it you feel better that you don't have to handle everything on your own, you yeah. know. Yep. And I think it's, I mean, our situation is just so unique because it's not even like we met later in life. It's just like we literally do not know life without each other. So that is such a <laughs> gift that was given to us, and it and it's amazing that somehow, um, you know, we as two souls ended up together, let alone had the same passion in life so yeah, to me really awesome. that just is more confirmation that you know we have to keep doing this and it's something that uh we really need to follow through with and, and sandy and i really get what y'all are saying here <laughs> i mean although we were not brother and sister <laughs> but since, <laughs> no. we, since we married we don't know life without each other like i was saying we're 24 yeah. seven couple for the whole so yeah so all we have years. known since you know, since um, we've been married, is each other. And so, like, there are times where I'm about to go over that cliff, and I'm just freaking. I'm like, um, I feel like, okay, the show's not going fast enough for me, New Country Buzz, New Country Media. None of it's growing fast enough for me. And she has to peel me off the cliff. (laughs) And, and, you know, because there are times where you're like, is this ever, are we ever going to have that big breakthrough? And then yeah. I have to remember that some of the guests that we've had on our show, most hosts can't, would never even be able to get some of those guests that we've had. And right. we've done it in four. Mm-hmm. And we've done it in four months. <laughs> you know, because yeah, we've had. You know, of course, we got y'all on. We, we've had. We've also had like Anna Christina Cash on, Carlene Carter on. 
We've had Georgette Jones on. You know, so we've had some some names on on the show that that a lot a lot of hosts, especially a host that's only four months old, don't normally get. But somehow Mm -hmm. we've cracked into this, and I guess we're doing something right because a lot of the people are wanting to come on our show, and we're excited about that. And but sometimes you know you get to the point where you just feel like, is it enough? Has there been a moment in mm-hmm. y'all's career so far, either one of y'all, where you just felt like, where you had to make a decision, where you, where you, where you almost went the other way, where, where you're just like, this is getting too much? Has there ever been that moment where you almost gave up, but you didn't? I don't think so. And maybe that moment's coming. I hope it doesn't come. Um, I hope it doesn't, it's too. It's more so <laughs> been like, Hopefully. you know, it's more so been – a day-to-day thing that you have to remind yourself of and you also have to remind yourself daily like even if you're not seeing um progress Mm -hmm. super quickly it's still happening because you have to look back at where you started and if you're you know leaps and bounds ahead of of where you were at that point then you're you are making progress and like I said before regardless you know the time's going to pass so you might as well focus on doing something you love (laughs) and at the end of the day like I'm going to be fulfilled knowing that I'm doing what I love. And if, if that doesn't um, end up being uh, successful by the world standards, if I'm happy, mm-hmm. that's all You're that matters. Successful. So, mm-hmm. you know, obviously all of that would be icing on the top, you know, the fame or the large <laughs> yeah. audience or the money, all of that of course would be icing on the top and that would be amazing. But I think if that's what's driving you to, um, to do this, then it's just not going to last and you're not going to find fulfillment. You're not going to yeah. find joy. Um, mm-hmm. So, yeah, I, I, I guess that's just my answer to that. Yeah, I mean, I completely <laughs> agree with that for sure. <laughs> so, as you know, one, one of the things that a lot of fans don't realize is they, they see you as the artist, but they don't see the PR company. They don't see the managers. They don't see the product, product, pro, producer people. They just see you. So it's almost like you do it all, but we both know that without a t- right. solid team, you're not going nowhere anyway. And we, we're right. a show that we like to also support the team behind the artist, not just the artist, because they don't get no recognition at all. So tell the people a little bit about your team behind you that helps you do what you do. I love that you um... – shine a spotlight on the team because they really are so important and it's so important for us to build a team around us that is you know behind us and and helps us get to that next level um and supports us so um definitely we want to give a shout out to um national entertainment weekly um their pr company they're the ones who um you know gave us this opportunity for this interview so they've been doing a lot Mm -hmm. of press for us which has been great um, and I also want to give a shout out to Birdie Bow. She is the CEO of B Squared Management. Um, I also work for B Squared Management, um, so she's like my boss, but also my mentor, and she helps me. Yeah. <laughs> so it's it's amazing. Mm-hmm. I love how the music industry works. Um, but uh, B Squared Management's just amazing. They've been giving us um, a lot of different live stream opportunities. Um, she's been helping us with playlisting. Um, so yeah, I would definitely. Um, wanted to give a shout out to those two for sure because they've been helping us recently but we've had so many people along the way who've helped us mm-hmm. out I mean right I mean from oh Caroline um Caroline for pictures 
Yeah, she took our pictures for our single down. Um, mm-hmm. Haig. Yeah, Caroline Haig. So, um, I, for some reason, I always want to say hog, but it's Haig. <laughs> um, Caroline Haig, and check her out. She's an amazing artist. Yeah, she created um, the um, the visual art for down. Mm-hmm. So, she's great. Oh, well. um, and then, I mean, just throughout our life, we've had so many mentors, especially vocally. I mean, um, in Texas, like, we've got um, Gwen Ramos, Melinda Stanton, um, and then Tennessee, Sandra Dudley was a big mentor for me. Kelly Garner from Belmont. Um, I mean, just so many people. Jamin Maple, he's he's an adjunct mm. professor at um, New York um, University now. So it's just it's so many people along the way have been great. And I 100% know, like, we could not be doing this without a team. We could not be doing this um, <laughs> With, or we could be doing this with, but um, with, with a lot more stress. Right, with a lot more stress <laughs> and probably less success. So I, and we're also very thankful that we've got very um, supportive parents. Like they've yeah. been, you know, gung ho about this since they figured out we could carry a so, tune. Yeah. So tell us a parent. <laughs> so I always like to go amazing. there. Tell us a parent story to where you tell us a parent story where they did something above and beyond that you were like, wow, they believe oh in what we're doing. Um, I I mean I the first thing first of all they they dedicated and spent so much time to putting us in um you know dance lessons yeah you know, of mm-hmm. course I never really got that great but I loved music <laughs> um, <laughs> dance lessons and, and and musicals and um mm-hmm. voice lessons all of that mm-hmm. I mean they 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 were exhausted from their full time jobs and they were still yeah. pouring all of that time and energy into making sure that we were growing our passions. And then also, Mm -hmm. I mean, I think back to the day that, or that weekend that we auditioned for Belmont university. I mean, they took time off of work. Um, My dad, you know, I mean the back and forth of driving to Nashville over and over again, of of moving us up here, of being the person to drive that U-Haul and, and give (laughs) us those life talks on the way to college. Right. Lessons like, like where our mom sat in the car and like you know kind of just uh wrote in her planner and like just planned her all day like um sitting in the car like while we're at dance lessons or voice lessons or anything mm-hmm. just being there constantly yeah. over and over again so it's not just like one story of like they yeah. pulled through. it was like all the time all the time yeah. and, and still and still, and still. Mm-hmm. And, and that's really awesome because <laughs> you know one thing that we like to do is like i said there's so many different aspects to an artist, and we like to point out every part that makes an artist on our show because I think sometimes people miss that. And you know, now granted, once the, once an artist gets big, of course the whole story comes out. But we want to bring out the stories and people before they get big to show people, look, these are you know they're just as good as the big artists. They just haven't got there yet. <laughs> I love that exactly. And we know, I mean. <laughs> I know so many stories of, of people whose parents have not been supportive or they, or they mm-hmm. think they're being and supported the by pushing common. them towards a more stable career right. where, you know, it, it's like, I mean, I'm sure they were terrified letting us as, you know, 17-year-olds come up here and we had absolutely <laughs> no direction. Mm-hmm. When we first moved here, we had no idea how to write any songs. Like, all we knew how to oh, do wow. was sing. We just knew we loved music. Mm-hmm. Um, and mm-hmm. 
at that point, it's like we had no idea how we were going to make money after college. Whenever we graduated <laughs> college, we were work- I was working in a restaurant. Madison was working in an instrument store making, like, what, $8 an hour? So yeah. it was just it – was, it was crazy, and it was, it was terrifying. But at the same time, we just knew that we had to be here and that we would figure it out. And, I, and looking mm-hmm. back, it, it gives me so much joy knowing that my parents <clears throat> trusted us and trusted our path and, and believed mm-hmm. in us so much even when there was for sure – there was no for sure path for this. Yeah, and I can't like tell you how many times like the the talks that we had, like I mean, there were times when I would come home from college and just like start crying because like I was just like I don't know like what I'm gonna what do. I'm gonna do like and then they were just like we've been watching you since you know you're knee high to a grasshopper belt out <laughs> these these songs and like and I see your whole face light up and and you light people mm. up with music as well. So it's like you were meant to do this, and it's just, yeah. I mean, just having them there constantly saying that was yeah. meant everything. Everything. Yeah, that is really awesome, and I love how you really that family's everything to y'all. Just like us, we always tell people our show is a family affair. So we kind of have a third team member per se. We do. <laughs> that, <laughs> that, that, yeah. So we always like to bring our eight-year-old on to ask a question. I love it. We we just it's it's funny. I just came up with that idea recently the other day. It's like, oh, he's a team member actually. So he's our he's a team member now. <laughs> what's show. his name? Christopher. Christopher. Oh, Sandy, cool. Sandy, Here's Sandy's Christopher. Hi, Jay Madison. What's your favorite food? Oh, Tex Mex. Oh yeah, one hundred percent. Guacamole. <laughs> They go to Southeast Texas, Papacitos. Yep. That's mark right. my words. Go to Papacitos and thank me later. And what's yours, little Chris? Pizza. Pasta? What kind of pasta? He said pizza. Spaghetti? No, he said pizza. Pizza. Oh, pizza. <laughs> Pizza's a good one, too. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he, he Do you like pineapple home. on your pizza? <laughs> he already left. <laughs> oh, <laughs> That's funny. He, he, he comes and goes quick. But yeah, you know, he loves to be part of the show. <laughs> but cause I love gonna, it. even though his even though his part's small, uh, we're training him right now. And one yeah, and, I love and, it. but if but if he like there have been a couple times where shows gotten cut short oh, yeah. and then and the artists had an emergency like in the middle of the thing, so they had to go. He got upset because I didn't get to ask my question. <laughs> oh no. just because he just be has like such an iconic style and he's an amazing songwriter. He actually was a songwriter before he was an artist. Right. Yep. Um, so mm-hmm. he actually wrote a lot of hit country songs that not a lot of people know um, that like he wrote. Like the drink a beer one. But, um, yeah, I mean, I would I would write anything, any subject matter with Chris Stapleton, as long as he was in the room with me. He would write about text messages Stapleton. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Yeah. So, so if, if he was in front of you right now, what would your first question to him be? 
Oh man. Um, will you be my best friend? <laughs> um, <laughs> um, I think I would just ask, like, um, how did you stay the course? You know, because yeah. like he's been in this business for like a while, and he didn't yeah, give up. And I, I guess that would be, yeah. you know, just how did you not give up? Like, how did you kind of keep yourself motivated even in times of rejection or disappointment? That would be a good one because again, mm-hmm. that's the toughest. Like, like they say when people move to Nashville, you know, they call Nashville a ten-year city for a reason. You know, there's yeah. no such thing as an overnight success. Most, most not granted, I guess there's a few people that's kind of come up within a couple of years, but that don't. That's not normal. Usually, they mm-hmm. move to Nashville, and about ten to twelve years, mm-hmm. somewhere in that range, is when they finally make it. Yeah. For sure. It's like, it's a constant hustle. I mean, it's like one success. It's like multiple successes over and over again until you get to the one where everyone's like, oh, that's who you are. Um, But yeah, I mean, like, but that's the exciting part about it. I mean, you know, we're just here for the journey. If if we make it big, that's awesome. Um, I'll be so thankful. And if not, at least I know that, you know, we gave it our best shot and we're doing what we love every day. And see, that's what I always tell people, too, like with us, with our show. And that's why I had to come back and relaunch the whole New Country Buzz media idea. Uh, is I kept wondering, what if? And that was eating me right. up inside. And yeah. right. I've, always, I've always been the type of person that I would rather die broke and know that I gave <laughs> it my all in life than, than wonder what if. And change directions. Yep, mm-hmm. same here. Same Especially here. when it's something you believe in. Now, now, granted, if it's something that now, if this would have been a venture that, you know, that was like, okay, I tried. That's different. Mm-hmm. You know, that if, if I really didn't believe in it with all my heart. <laughs> but see, I always joke with people. Sandy kind of brainwashed me in all this music stuff because when we first married <laughs> 17 years ago, um, <laughs> I was one of these people that wanted to be the motivational speaker. All I listened to was motivational talks. All day long. I didn't listen to music. I liked music, but I didn't listen to music. <laughs> Sandy, all she did, all she listened to was music. A little problem there. We marry, and that's an issue. <laughs> Big issue. <laughs> what do we listen yeah. to in the car? <laughs> so we had to come to right. an agreement where we end up, we listen to 50% audios and 50% um, music. And over time, I started seeing the power of music. And then she, she likes the songwriting, you know. So I started doing that with her in 2013, and I really ended up mm-hmm. loving that. And we wrote, like, granted, when I say songwriting, lyric, right, we, we, we don't play instruments yet. <laughs> so, Not so yet. We lyric, right? <laughs> we and we wrote, like 300, yes. we, we wrote, like, 300 sets of lyrics mm-hmm. in um, 2013 or 2014. Awesome. And that's what led to the launch of New Country Buzz, because all of a sudden I started getting to know all these up-and-coming artists. And I'm like, man, people need to know mm-hmm. who these people are. You know, and I started oh, yeah, falling in love with, great with the artists, started falling in mm-hmm. love with the with the whole music scene and here we are. I just so so it's one of them things where I I I one hundred percent believe in the next generation of musicians. And we need people yeah. like you, you know, when we're just starting out like to to believe in us. And, and I love, and I, I really have enjoyed this interview because it really did feel like a conversation and you asked a lot of 
great and personal questions and didn't just kind of keep it surface level. And we really, really appreciate that because we're always willing to, you know, go deeper and and show people who we really are behind the music. Mm -hmm. So you're doing a really great thing and you um, really are affecting people's lives because this was a a great interview. And um, I'm sure for sure that my parents will love listening back. (laughs) And, and just so you know, we got like oh, three more questions, that. and then we'll get you out of here. Yeah. <laughs> so, sure. um, so I've got um, um, I'm gonna ask a question, and there's a purpose on the way I ask it, and I'll tell you why in just a minute. Um, if you had a magic wand, and what you're about to say would 100% come true, where do you want to be in five years? And the reason I ask it that way is this past February made five years that we asked that same question to Kelsey Ballerini. Her answer that she gave us is to the T what she's living right now. I mean, she had it down. She knew exactly where she was going five years ago. She knew what she wanted a hundred percent. And I, and I like to tell that story to artists because sometimes artists will just say, I I just, whether I make money or not, I'm okay with that. I've got to be more than that. There's got to be a vision there if you're going to make it. And and I like to share that story about Kelsey because, again, she was where y'all are. And five years later, she is where she is. <laughs> you know, uh, so a lot that. can happen in five years. You know, a lot can happen right. in five years. So if all bets were off, dream a little bit. <laughs> where would you be in five years? Okay. Um, the Grand Ole Opry. <laughs> there we go. We've been making our – Debut on the Grand Ole Opry stage. And, and that was one of Kelsey's. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. And, maybe also, like a, and, you know, whatever comes along with that, because I'm pretty sure if, if we're making a debut on a Grand Ole Opry stage, like, a lot of other cool things are happening. Right. <laughs> oh, um, yes. You know, like, we've released music, and we're working with awesome people who believe in us. Yeah. So having a team behind us that we, like, that believes yeah. in us and all that, that would be yeah. It is such a dream, though, to mm-hmm. – to, that is such a dream to to be performing on the Grand Ole Opry stage and having my mm-hmm. family there. That would, that would just, be awesome. Yeah, just right smack First dab in all, the front That row. would just like make my life and their life and just wow. So that's mm-hmm. definitely yeah. uh, you know a big dream. <laughs> that that's really cool. Now this next question, um, this would be pre-COVID advice. So think about that. You know, <laughs> as you as you give this advice. <laughs> but um, let's say you had a friend of yours. And you heard him or her sing, and let's say that they got a great tone to their voice. They got some. They, you could tell there's something special about them. Uh, you just know they're special when it comes to singing. Um, let's say that they've played maybe 10 or 20 shows, so they really haven't done a lot yet. But they got what every musician says, every artist says, that they've get they got that stage bug. They they've looked out over the crowd. The crowd's cheering for them. And they're like, I know I'm supposed to do this. They come to y'all and they say, I know I'm supposed to do this with the rest of my life. What advice would you give that specific guy during the next two, three, four years? Wow. Um, I think that I would make sure that they knew how important it is to have a team around you that believes in you and also to mm-hmm. not be afraid to say no. Um, don't be afraid to, um, you know, turn down 
a person or a company that might, you know, have a name or have, mm-hmm. you know, something that that is popular or whatever, but they, they want you to change yourself or they want you to, Amen. you know, move away from the actual music that you um, mm-hmm. are passionate about creating. You know, just don't, I would say, don't just grab any opportunity. Like, think about it yeah. and make sure that it, it aligns with your ultimate goals and, and the ultimate and your message and, and your message and the purpose behind what you're doing because mm-hmm. there's a lot of there's a lot of sharks in the, yeah. in the music industry <laughs> yep, and even if yeah. they're not and even if they're not a shark you know it they might just want to make a quick buck off of you or they might want to give you that quick success but it's right. not really you and then at that yeah. point it's like you get to a, mm-hmm. a place and you're like okay well you know I got my one hit wonder and now nobody knows who I am so I would yeah. say if you're going to do it, mm-hmm. do it for the long haul and, and do it in a way that is um, authentic to yourself and make sure and, you know, I, that you I, trust I, the people that you I have love you. what you're saying. I love what you're saying there because um, when we first started this show, uh, one of my Nashville friends asked for advice on, and, uh, and this is what he said, and it goes with art. As, in fact, it goes exactly what you just said. Um, he told me, he says, when you, as you launched this show, he says, the only advice I'll give, he says, you yeah. can tell every Bobby Bones joke. You could tell every Ty Bentley joke, and that's fine. You might even create, a, you might even create an audience. Who knows? But the day's going to come when authentic Chris comes out. And when that day comes, what you might have 10 fans, you might have 100,000 fans. Who knows? But either way, when that day comes, you will lose every one of your audience because they were never, they were never attracted to authentic Chris. They were attracted to fake right. Chris. And if you start out authentic, you may go slower, but you'll build the right mm-hmm. audience. Yes, 100%. Yes. I agree with that. And, like, my advice to mm-hmm. that person um, would be if you're in this, as a passion, you, you are going to get discouraged. There are going to be times where, where you feel like your message isn't getting out there fast enough, like that you are working and working and working and nothing is happening, but you have to go back to that feeling, that magic on stage. I mean, like there's Mm. nothing like it when you're in front of that microphone and you're telling a story to people who are looking up at you, like for hope, for, for, um, just just to know that someone else out there is feeling the exact same thing. Um, mm-hmm. Like you have to go back to that feeling. It can't be about fame. It can't be about yeah. anything else. Besides yeah, that. And that goes into, you know, like people are so quick to want to feel that validation, to want to feel yeah. like, Oh my gosh, somebody finally believes in me that they'll jump on that first dealer. <laughs> they'll they'll jump on that first person yeah. who shows interest, even if it's not the right, way to go and and sounds so like I relationships two, right mm-hmm. right so it, and it's it's so easy to do that but you have to just take a step back and say okay let me just think about this let me make sure this person understands my goals let me make sure that mm-hmm. this company you know isn't just yep. offering me a quick fix or buying yeah. followers or, or whatever mm-hmm. like you want to build that that longevity and that, that's authentic to you and build that audience mm-hmm. who is engaged um, with what you're doing. I love that. You know, again, that's so, that's such a, you know, you, we never know what advice people are going to give. That's, I think that's one of the most solid advices we've gotten on this show because again, 
people, I think a lot of people, they want that success and they want it now. And they're yeah. willing mm-hmm. to give up who they are to get it now, and then it screws them over th- for years to come. Yeah, absolutely. So, yeah, and if you so ever if get, try to go back, yeah. like you were saying, to your authentic self, then you lose your, your yeah. audience. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Like how, how many people, um, like the guy that plays Urkel, he says to this, I think he, he you know, how, how do you not see him but as Urkel? Right. Yeah. You know, and, you know, and, and any of the big shows that were big hits, you know, from Family Ties to all of them back in the day, you know, they, they, they have a hard time recreating their identity because their identity has been so much in that TV show. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> Yeah, Disney stars have issues with that too. Mm-hmm. And sometimes they never they never come back because they can't they can't get around the, who they used to be as a, on the show. <laughs> yeah, one hundred percent. So as we get to the last question here, um, what is a question that you wish hosts like us would ask but kind of never do? Hmm. Honestly, I think, like, all the questions you've asked today, <laughs> to be honest. <laughs> um, like, well, we love to hear that. I mean, you, gotta, we you have to ask, like, you know, the typical questions, like, you know, okay. what inspired this song and what inspired mm-hmm. this sound and, like, tell us about yourself. Where like, are you from? All of that's yeah. part of it. But I, I really, really love that you guys, you know, go deeper into it and, and really try to uh, let your audience in on, on who the artists are as people. That's really important. So, I don't think I have a specific question, but I guess just um, uh, the types of questions that you've been asking, which is like, you know, tell us yeah. about, you know, how you really feel about this or your experience. Who's your mentor? Yeah. Like, tell yeah. us about, like, your parents. I mean, I think the parent question really, like, struck my heart, you know, because we could go on and on about yeah, that. Yeah, I mean, I can do a whole, <laughs> literal whole show about them. So. <laughs> And, and we're actually considering doing a show eventually called Behind the Artist, where we actually bring on maybe par- parents or people that are behind the artist, not the artist. Yeah. Oh, that's I amazing. That. I love that idea. My dad, <laughs> my dad, you know, would, I know, my dad would jump right on that. He's like, who do I call? I'm doing this right now. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, I know who could be our first guest then, huh? Oh, yeah. He's a very, like, dad personality, so, like, he um, would if love he could, that. If he could be, like, our manager, he totally would. He totally would. Maybe he'll do that when he retires. <laughs> well, we, we really enjoyed having you so tell everybody how they can we reach did. So you can find us on all of, um, you know, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. Our handle is jmadisonband, J-A-Y-E, Madison Band. Um, and we also have a website, jmadison.com. Um, our single down is available on any platform that you can buy and stream music. So go check that out, but please do follow us. We would love to have you on our journey. And if you go to our website, you can sign up for email updates on what we're, um, up to just on that front page. Um, just type in your email and you'll get updates about what we're doing. So, (laughs) <laughs> That's really cool, and we really enjoyed having you on. We look forward to having you back down the road. Yeah, absolutely. Maybe the next time you have us back, we'll 
be talking about our debut at the Grand Ole Opry. Yeah. <laughs> there we go. Oh, we'd love that. Yeah. <laughs> we would love that too. But thank you guys so much. This was a great interview. Oh, you want to thank, oh, we thank you for that. being on the show today. Yeah. And we talk, yep. and we'll talk y'all with y'all real, real soon. You too. Awesome. Oh, you too. Thanks. <laughs> Bye. Hey, everyone. We hope you enjoyed the show today. Be sure to go check them out, Jay Madison. Really great group of girls. Um, but, again, like I said earlier, we've got another show coming at you at 2 o'clock. Got another sister duo. Pretty cool day. Until then, yeah, we'll, awesome see, day. we'll see you then. <laughs>